and this is Sermonition Sunday number 55, Meditations Intended to Equip the Church Militant for Spiritual Warfare. And I am the warrior priest, Donovan Riley. But my people, my people know nothing, not the first thing about God and his rule. How can you say we know the score? We are the proud owners of God's revelation. Look where it's gotten you, stuck in illusion. Your religion experts have taken you for a ride. Your know-it-alls will be unmasked, caught, showing up for what they are. Look at them. They know everything but God's word. Do you call that knowing? From the prophet Jeremiah in the 8th chapter, verses 7 through 9. In the name of Jesus, amen. When culture cannot shut up, about gender and sexuality, racism and sexism, equality and privilege. But the churches remain silent. An entire generation only learns one way to see the world. The Church of Christ must be forgiving, and it must be loving, but she cannot remain silent. When God's Word speaks, we must preach and teach the truth according to God's Word, or we have no one to blame but ourselves when the churches end up reduced to a few dozen members or empty out and close altogether. For example, this generation is afraid of opinions, offended to death, and ashamed of themselves because they're just so privileged. This generation is intolerant, too sensitive, and mad at everything that does not affect their lives. They believe that being offended means that they are right, They treat feelings as facts and want to be the only ones that everyone likes. Today, today you can be charged with harassment for complimenting a woman or giving her a hug. If you swear, someone will be triggered and cry. Nobody, nobody wants to be real. Everyone is scared of how everyone feels. We have become so ultra-sensitive, so hyper-tolerant, that we have transformed ourselves into the most fragile, weak, and pussified generation in history. We have even made honesty and truth illegal. We are so afraid of someone making us uncomfortable and hurting our feelings that we gladly allow the government and mass media to censor our thoughts. We won't talk honestly and truthfully to family and friends because they might get upset. We are nice to people who abuse and exploit us because we are afraid of being called judgmental, intolerant, and rude. But going along with the culture in this way does not make us good Christians. It makes us stupid and obnoxious and unrepentant. Words hurt us. Jokes hurt us. Clothes hurt us. People hurt us. Most of the time, we don't even know what hurts us. But turn on the TV or go online and we will be told who's to blame. And if you are not triggered by something, then you are to blame. We have become so addicted to being hopeless victims. So addicted to being hopeless victims that if we crashed an airplane, we would blame the road conditions. And in the churches, oh, in the churches, in the churches we see people who sound like Christians, but march in step with the culture. They expect a medal for waiting for someone to give them permission to speak about their faith. They expect God to pat them on the back for being so tolerant. 
They portray themselves as nicer than other people, better than other people, righter than other people. They are the most sensitive creatures that have ever walked God's green earth. And maybe that's true. Of course, they don't give a damn about God's word. If Jesus showed up on Sunday, they would invite him to leave their church for being intolerant of their beliefs. And why not? Why not? This is the Son. This is the Word of God who sends preachers to proclaim the truth to his people. You're not tolerant. You're not enlightened. You're not nice. You are whores. Whores who bring bastard children into the world. How could you say that, Pastor Riley? How could you be so insensitive and rude? How could you be so blunt and offensive? How could you insult us in that way, calling us whores and our children bastards? Well, I'm not. That's God's word. That's Hosea chapter 2. Now, why would Jesus send a preacher like Hosea to say something so offensive to us? Doesn't he know that words are violence? Doesn't he know that words hurt? Doesn't he know how that makes us feel? Doesn't he care that we are offended? No, he doesn't. He is the God who created the heavens and the earth. What have you done lately? He is the Savior who suffered and died in your place for your sins. When was the last time you suffered for anyone, let alone other sinners? When was the last time you offered to sacrifice your life for an unrighteous criminal? He is the one who wove you together in your mother's womb. You didn't create yourself. You don't create life. He is the protector and defender of your life. And considering how few men there are left in the churches, thank God for that. Jesus doesn't care about your feelings or whether or not you melt like a snowflake under the heat of his words. His words, as the Bible teaches, are a consuming fire. The Holy Spirit sends a preacher with a tongue of fire to convict you of sin and righteousness and judgment. The last day will be a day of fire that annihilates this old, evil, dying world so that a new creation may be raised up to replace it. All of this is God's word. All of this is found in the Bible. You can read it for yourself. So then why do you insist on living as if you are not baptized, not renewed by the Holy Spirit, not given a new life by God's word? Oh, it's because you're too ashamed to tell others that you trust Jesus to care for your every need of body and life? Well, he's ashamed of you too. So hear the word of the Lord. I will not allow your social conditioning to stand. You will either be repented and return to me, or I will drive you out of the church. You will either cling to my baptismal grace and mercy, or I will drown you in judgment. You can either cry because someone hurt your feelings, or you can cry in joy that I feed you my body and blood, which gives you forgiveness, new life, and eternal salvation. This message, this confrontation between God and his people is why the prophets were executed by the people that they were sent to preach to. This message which was born, lived, and ministered to his people, is why his people executed him on a cross. This message makes fake saints into haters and real sinners into saints. This message is not safe, but it's good. It is good because it points you to the God who loves you and cares for you 
and not to the culture, who could care less whether you live or die. It is good because it points to the truth that is revealed to you by God's word. It points to you as, as Jesus is Savior for you. He who is the Lion of Judah. He who is the protector and defender of your life. And life everlasting. In the name of Jesus. Amen.